Good morning, afternoon, evening to all of you wonderful ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else listening. This is the Royal Deluxe Podcast, and I'm Lux. At least that's what I keep telling people. And I promised on Monday that we would have a, a bonus episode on Wednesday. Well, it's Wednesday, so guess what? Bonus episode. It's here. Albeit a little bit later than usual. Usually I try to schedule my uploads the next... The, 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 basically, basically I record one day and then schedule it for 6 a.m. the next day. I didn't really have time to do that, so instead I'm probably uploading this at like 9 a.m. So that's a little bit late. Gomenasai. That means sorry in Japanese. Y'all laughed at me for being such a freaking weeb, but guess what? Japan won the World Baseball Classic, so anime is now real, it's now canon, and it has everything to do with baseball now. I was ahead of the curve the entire time. I am a prophet. I am a visionary. And that's basically the main thing we're going to talk about today. We're not going to talk about the Royals specifically. We're not going to talk about spring training or anything like that. We're instead just going to talk about the World Baseball Classic because it is the biggest event in baseball. It is the talk of baseball. And uh, yeah, it, 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 I mean, we've been talking about it for a couple weeks already as it's gone on, but it's con- it has reached its conclusion. The final match was played last night between Japan and the USA, and the day before that, or rather the night before that, it was Japan versus Mexico in an absolute barn burner of the ga- of a game. It was insane, and I totally missed all of it. I totally had to just watch highlights. Cool. Yeah, I'm great like that. It's like one of those uh, World Series, like 2017, even though we don't have great opinions of 2017, where Game 6 is just this insane masterpiece of a game, and then Game 7 is just like, eh, it was okay, I guess. I mean, at, at least games, at least the final match ended in a really cool way. It was Shohei versus Mike Trout. That was awesome. That was pretty badass. Although I was in a bad mood while watching it because Bobby Wood Jr. came out to a pinch run for, I think, Schwarber. Was it Schwarber? Someone else. I don't know. It was someone. And, and I'm like, oh, yay, cool. Bobby Wood Jr. is in the game. Awesome. How cool would it be if Trout ripped a single or a double and Bobby used his wheels to get all the way home from first base and tie the game? Because it was a run, a one-run game at that point. And then Mookie Betts grounded into a double play. Like, it was this instant deflation where for for approximately 10 seconds i was like yeah bobby witt jr let's go and then ground ball double play i'm like are you kidding me right now mookie pets who are you why would you do that to me disappointing and then shohei had to do it to him had to assert his dominance over mike trout mike trout the former greatest baseball player to ever live has to relinquish his throne to Shohei Otani. I now fully believe Shohei Otani is not only the greatest baseball player right now, but can be considered to be the greatest baseball player ever, of all time. I mean, we have a ways to go before we get there. Hopefully he has a very long career, and that will be a legitimate discussion we can have at the very end of it. But he really, truly did it. If it wasn't, if the regular seasons for the last couple of years haven't been enough, I think Shohei has really proven that he is the greatest baseball player on planet Earth right now because he did everything that he possibly could 
in the World Baseball Classic. A stage that could be even higher than the World Series, honestly, because the World Series, you know, it's two teams that deserve to be there, no doubt about that, but every single team in the World Baseball Classic, it's like... I, that that was a weird way of putting it. How should how should I say this? It's like it's like the world base. It's like the World Series is two teams that have already been built well in advance. And sure, there are good teams, but the World Baseball Classic is like fully optimized teams. You know, like it's not the best left fielder that this team just happened to have, even if their OPS plus is ninety four. You know, now Team USA is going to use the best left fielder that they have available. The best left fielder of their country. Does that make sense? Well, let's just say I have a a great appreciation for the World Baseball Classic. This was a really, really fun event to follow along with. Even if I didn't really take it all that seriously going into it. And even if I didn't get to catch a whole lot of it. I'll admit, I didn't get to see a lot of games. Which... I would blame on my own lifestyle, but I also blame on America just not being able to take the World Baseball Classic all that seriously. It was it hasn't really been hyped up as a particularly big deal over here. And that's why you get idiots who are just like, oh, the World Baseball Classic doesn't matter, even though you get the, the global statistics and it's like almost 100 million people watched each game or some something like that and at least in the in the tournament round but i hope that the international success of the world baseball classic will prompt mlb to promote it more seriously next time around they they should know and i'm sure they do know that this was this was not just some fun cute exhibition this was a serious event people really cared about this Shouldn't be taken for granted. And he, rare Manfred W. when he said that he wanted to have more star players on USA's team next time around. Because, yeah, there should be more, I guess, of the the better players on America's team. I mean, no offense to Merrill Kelly, because I think he is a solid pitcher. But no one's getting excited for him to pitch the final match of anything. And then they bring out Aaron Loop for relief. Like, who? Like, the entire pitching roster yesterday for the USA was just like, these guys, man. Jason Adam? David Bednar? What? This is the best that we could get? This is the best that we could do? Devin Williams? Okay, that one's fine. Kyle Freeland, I'll, I'll... I'll let that one slide just because that's thematically relevant. You have to have a guy named Freeland <laughs> when, when you're the, when you're the American team. I mean, one guy that didn't pitch at all was Brady Singer, <laughs> and you could argue that he shouldn't have been there because there are lots of better pitchers that could have played for America than him. But I don't know, man. That does put the Royals in a. In, a, in an uncomfortable situation, by the way. Brady Singer didn't pitch. He didn't pitch at all. He he pitched... I, 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 I'm pretty sure Brady Singer pitched one inning in the entire World Baseball Classic. And I think Bobby Wood Jr. had like six plate appearances. 
he was at least used as like the Terrence Gore of the team, which at least he had some role. So he did something. He got to play a little bit. He wasn't a bench a bench warmer. But man, they they did not even give Brady Singer a chance. He had that one game against Mexico where he sucked, and then they were like, okay, never going to see you again. They, they might as well have just sent him home. You know, they might as well have just sent him back to Arizona to continue spring trading. I mean, I would have preferred that personally because we kind of need him for the season, and this is kind of bringing up that discussion we had on uh, on Monday where it's like, yeah, the World Baseball Classic is important, but but also how much do we want it to interfere with the regular season? Personally, I think that should be minimal, and I don't think it needs to interfere with the regular season. But you know, if a, if a, if a young player isn't playing, isn't playing games like they're literally just doing nothing on that roster, then what's the point? I don't know. I think it circles back to just the talent that's available because. You know, I can understand not wanting to use Brady Singer because you don't think he's better than anyone in particular on this roster. And Bobby Wood Jr. as well. I was hoping at some point Bobby Wood Jr. would get a start. But at the same time, the, this roster is Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Trey Turner. You know, it's like, where do you, where do you even, when do you even substitute Bobby Wood Jr. in? He, I mean, he plays third base and shortstop. He's not better than Arenado or Trey Turner. So I can understand why they wouldn't want to put him into a game. It's just that it's just it's like there's a disparity in the talent on this roster. Like the, the top of this roster is really, really good. But that means that if you're not in that upper echelon of talent, you're just not playing in the World Baseball Classic for Team USA. And I think that's unfortunate. Hopefully... Next time around, there will be more players who will be willing to actually play. Although I've been hearing that it's more a matter of like agencies or teams just saying no to players playing in the World Baseball Classic. As and and I and I worry that it might be a little bit worse because you know of what happened to Edwin Diaz this year. I really hope that doesn't happen. Personally, I think we sh- that it should go in the opposite direction of that. Like I said, this was the most be- this was the most viewed baseball event in at least a long time. Like maybe even ever. It probably was the most viewed event in baseball history. Again, like almost a hundred million people saw some of these games. If I'm a team owner or, or a general manager or, or, or an agent or whoever, I would look at this like a, a golden opportunity. You know, how many people actually knew who Trey Turner was? I'm sure lots of people who actually watch baseball, like anyone who watches baseball is going to know who Trey Turner is, okay? But we're talking about like that less, I guess, uh, less hardcore level, the much more casual level, and also the much more global level of fandom. How many people across the entire world knew who Trey Turner was? Well, how many of those people watched the World Baseball Classic and saw Trey Turner for the first time? They know who he is now because he had an amazing series, if you want to call it a series. And now Philly fans who just who just watched him sign like what an eleven year deal with their team for like three hundred million, they're going crazy. It's like that's our guy right there. That's our guy up on the biggest stage ever, playing super well. Like that's so cool. I love that. 
How can you not appreciate that? If I was a team owner, general manager, etc., I would I would be trying to get into that as well. Like, oh, I want my player to be world famous because that would that can only be a good thing, right? So next time the World Baseball Classic comes around and someone says, hey, I want to play for that, they should just be given the go-ahead. They should be allowed to do so because not only is it maybe the, the best competition that they'll ever have, but it's also just, I don't know, from like a marketing standpoint, from like a, uh, I don't know, a business standpoint, quote-unquote. It, it can only be a good thing. At least that's what I would like to think. I don't know. I don't think like a billionaire, which is why I'm not a billionaire. I think that's why billionaires are often so out of touch with everybody because they make decisions that are completely against fun. You ever notice, you ever, you ever like listen to, to rich people talk? You ever see, like, like, like I always make, I always uh, joke about Andrew Tate, you know, because he's all, because like every time I see a Twitter post from him that, that's going viral, it's just like, I, I am the ultimate embodiment of man. I do not watch TV. I do not play video games. I do not follow sports. I do not, I do not watch movies. I don't do anything that is remotely fun whatsoever in my life. And that's why I'm like the greatest person who has ever lived. And it's like, I don't get it. <laughs> you know what? I, I maybe maybe I'm doing okay for myself. Maybe things are maybe I'm fine the way I am. Maybe I don't need a ton of money because I'm having fun as I am, I think. Or at least I know how to have fun. I don't take much interest in driving or sitting in planes or stuff like that or whatever. Going to fancy restaurants. My fancy restaurant is a baseball stadium with a terrible hot dog or something like that. Have I mentioned that I'm going to opening day on this podcast yet? Because I am. I debated it because, I mean, I, I like opening day. It's nice to have it because, you know, it's the first game back from the winter. And it's, you know, it's real. It's It feels real good to be like, ah, baseball's back and we get to watch it and that's and it's always nice going out to the stadium but you know sometimes I just I, I sometimes I just want to go out to the stadium and watch a game just because I feel like it and so I don't necessarily need it to be a big event and I usually I would try to avoid that like I I, I was hesitant to go to opening day because you know tickets are like three or four times higher than usual for opening day because it's a big deal it's a big event but i'm like well i could just go to a different game and pay way less money or rather go to just multiple games for way less money than whatever i would spend on going to opening day like the royals had a deal um where if you get an opening day ticket you can get a discount it was like half price on the next uh, on on two other games you had to buy them all at the same time though so you're actually paying for three tickets all at once but hey it's, it's three games that's pretty cool so i looked into that and i'm like and i saw that there was like a really great seat available there was like some some place in like the lower bowl and i'm like that would be that would be cool i wouldn't mind sitting there for three games this season and then I go to check out and it's it's three hundred dollars. Like three hundred dollars altogether for for three games. And I'm just like, okay, well hang on a second. I am not paying a hundred dollars for a game. I am not at the point where I can say that it is worth paying a hundred dollars per game 
for the Royals. So I backed out of that. But they at least had a uh, a, a, a very generous deal where you can get one of the nosebleed seats. And not even like the, the good nosebleed seats. We're talking like the corners of the 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 upper levels of Kaufman. And it was like $30. And I'm like, you know what? If if I if, I I hate sitting in the upper deck. Not that they're not that the seats are bad or anything. It just feels boring. Like it's not it's not particularly fun going to the upper deck of really any stadium, in my opinion. But you know, should I get a a, a ticket there? Just go into the standing room only sections anyway. Like I don't I don't need to stay up there. I'll walk around the outfield um, concourse. Maybe I'll just like chill at the Miller Light Bar or something. If they have that open, or I think Craft and Draft is also standing room only. There are there are other places to go to. So whatever, I'll just get the cheapest ticket in the house and then just hang out somewhere else because that's cool. Still, I got a different ticket for a different game. I'm going to I'm going to gamer night at, at the at the K. I I have to know. I have to know what what that is going to be like. Yeah, Kaufman. One of the one of the their theme games is Gamer Night. <laughs> They're even giving away some like I don't know some controller thing. I I I don't I didn't get the, the theme ticket, so I'm not getting that. But you know what? I got a seat that is right above the Royals dugout. So as the boys are playing and spitting seeds in the dugout. I'm going to kick my feet right on top of it while playing Tears of the Kingdom. And I fully expect as many cringe video game memes as they can possibly fit onto onto Crown Vision. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm 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 nervous, I'm worried. It's probably going to be super cringe, but that's just I just have to know. I have to know. By the way, you know how much that that take cost me? It was like 70 or something. I mean, look, it's not, not like a, a, a tiny sum of money, but hey, less than opening day. So that's what I'm looking forward to. But yeah, man, I just I just like baseball. I'm really I'm really excited to go to be going back to the stadium and I'm excited to be watching the Royals. Even if the Royals made me bat, even if the Royals made me laugh, they made me the, the, they made me mad. Last year, don't know why I got tongue-tied on that, of all things. All phrases, of all combination of words. Even if they upset me last year, A, I think it's going to be better this year. B, I just like baseball. You know, I I think I've said this on the podcast many times before, but I don't necessarily need the Royals to be good to enjoy baseball. I think it's a really cool sport. Like, like I, I, I don't do this podcast just because I follow the Royals. And I don't follow the Royals just because I live in Kansas City, and so that's a thing that just kind of happens. I mean, I'll admit that I got into baseball the way I am now because the Royals won the World Series, but that was more of like me remembering an old passion that I kind of lost and forgot about. I I kind of picked it back up, you know, picked up this interest. It was it's the only sport that I've ever really been interested in, you know? Like it, like when I was a kid I watched baseball more, didn't watch the Royals. Ironically, I watched the Mets. That's what so um 
me not following the Mets anymore and losing in, losing interest in the game in general was maybe a good thing, so that I didn't have to <laughs> I didn't have to be a victim in 2015. But like that's the only thing I've ever really been, or at least the only sport I've ever really been interested in my entire life. Like I I could not ever get into basketball. Still can't. I don't care about soccer. I will watch football, but I don't get excited for it. Um, I told a friend of mine, like some online friends, that if Kansas City ever gets an NHL team, then I'll try getting into hockey because I think it's it's cool. But even then, like I I I try watching it nowadays, and I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. What is this? Um, I I used to watch NASCAR, and I th- I think NASCAR is interesting, but again, I don't I don't get excited for it, and I haven't watched it in a super long time. That's just about it. It's interesting, um, but the only thing I've ever really been like, oh, this is really cool and exciting, is baseball. That's that's the one sport that I've actually genuinely followed along with and been like genuinely interested in. It has a different vibe than I think everything else. That exists. I don't know. There's just something about it that I think is beautiful. There's something beautiful about the one-on-one aspect between the pitcher and the batter. And even if the batter gets beyond the pitcher, they have to face an army of people standing behind him. Something like that. That's a really dramatic way of putting it. And usually it's not that deep or anything. But I just love the organization of baseball. I love the... The linearity, the linearity of its structure and its rules, but its complexity at the same time. Lots of stuff happens in baseball. And learning about that complexity, understanding it and following along with it, and watching it change over time, that's really interesting. And and, and sure, like other sports can have stuff like that as well. Other sports can be complex or linear, and they change and evolve, but... I don't know. I just feel like baseball has this particular feel to it that no other sport is really able to replicate or or even come close to matching. And I think that's why so many people got into it with the World Baseball Classic. You know, people who don't have a reason to follow MLB because they don't live in America. What do they care about? X team. You know, what do, what is someone from I don't know, South Korea have anything to do with the Kansas City Royals? Why would they follow them? But I hope that the success of this year's World Baseball Classic and the excitement that it's brought to so many people will get other countries to take notice and put more effort into it, you know? Like Great Britain, for example. I would love it if baseball took off more in European nations. That would be awesome. I would I would love to see other countries just in general playing baseball and representing themselves in the World Baseball Classic. That would just be cool. The more the, more the merrier in baseball, literally. I think everyone should play it. Everyone should enjoy it because it's what I enjoy. It's what I like. I think it's the best sport, the best sport in the world. I think there's nothing like it. And uh, I'm really excited that this World Baseball Classic was just so great in general. And and it's you just see so many people, fans and players, all saying this was like the, the best event ever. This was the best baseball being played ever. 
the best baseball ever watched by people and the best the best baseball played by people. And despite that excitement, I'm glad that we're not going to get it again for another couple of years. I've seen some people be like, oh, it should be every year. It should be every two years. But I think that would reduce the excitement for it. I think that would make it get a little bit stale. You know, like, like we know at this point that USA and Japan have the best teams in the World Baseball Classic. And sure, teams like Mexico, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, they, they can compete, you know. But if, the, if we have the World Baseball Classic next year, it's not going to change a whole lot. You're going to see most of the same guys. And it's going to be most of the same teams just playing all for their same positions again. Like, it's not going to change much. But give it three or four years, a lot can happen. A lot can happen in that. You know, maybe if a team didn't do so well this year, they're going to be like, okay, we have three years until the next one. Usually it would be four, but because... This year's was delayed by a year. It was a, you know, we're, we're, we're getting it in 2026. So it was only a three-year wait to kind of make up for the five-year wait we had last time, which is fine. But in any case, you know, I, I hope teams are looking at themselves like, oh, man, we have, we have three years to put something together. We have three years to train, to prepare, to build better facilities. You know, we have three years to build on this and invest in this. And I think that's going to make it that, that's that's going to keep that's going to keep making it exciting. And that's going to keep making it awesome. The fact that it's only going to come around every so often because we we know how excited we're, we're going to be for it. And I think the, the 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 multiple years long wait is going to help make it so exciting. It's like, man, if it was as good as it was this year. Then imagine how great it's going to be the next time around with, again, all the extra preparation, how how much more seriously everyone's going to take it. I mean, I can't speak for the past WBCs, but I feel like this year was really the year where it just, it just seemed like it was taken a lot more seriously. Maybe that's just because, again, America hasn't taken it all that seriously in the past. And maybe it's also just... I don't know, bias because I wasn't really around for the past World Baseball Classics. So the fact that I'm just hearing about it so much this year, it's like, oh, oh, this is a really big deal all of a sudden. Maybe it always has been a really big deal and I just wasn't around for it or I didn't notice. I don't know. But but I doubt that there's anyone who's going to walk away from this, from this event and say, eh, it wasn't worth it. And eh, next time we're, we're not going to take it all that seriously. It's not a big deal. I think it is. A lot of people really enjoyed it. A lot of people are really excited for it. And it was really, really fun. I think this was a great event that showed why baseball is the best sport in the world. Why it's one of the coolest things in the entire world. The guy throwing a ball and another guy trying to hit it with a stick. That's just, that's exciting. That is completely and utterly riveting. With no sarcasm whatsoever. It really is. <laughs> I, I, I just love that. So here's two baseball. I don't have a glass that I have to raise here. Here's a, here's a water bottle. Ooh, here's the baseball. Cheers. Ding. What a great time it is. What a wonderful thing it is. 
Let's talk about baseball again some other time. I will be back on Friday with Royals coverage as usual. And then next week, I'm going to be doing daily uploads leading up to opening day. I said I was going to do that starting on Friday, but I might not actually have episode ideas enough for an entire week. So the things I want to talk about going forward are my projections for 2023, both for the Royals and also for the entire rest of the MLB. I'm going to go through every single team and predict their win-loss total and how they're going to do this season, which is also something I did last year, and I want to revisit that. I want to talk about the predictions I made last year and how true I was and how completely and utterly incorrect I was in many of them. But also on top of that, I have things that I have a list of things to look forward to with the Royals in 2023 and also some hot takes of what's going to happen with the Royals in 2023. And also I need to grade each player. I'm going to be a, a, a little uh, know-it-all teacher and I'm going to look at everyone's report. I'm going to look at everyone's tests. The, the test was the entire regular season last year and I'm going to, I'm going to grade them. I'm going to say what they did right, what they did wrong, and what I expect from them in 2023 so all that is going to happen next week i've gotten this all written down it's all being prepared i'm working on it it's a lot of work but i'm going to do it and we'll talk about it when we get there until then this has been the royal deluxe podcast and i'm going to end it here thank you very much for listening to this podcast i would love to hear from you at royal deluxe pod on twitter or shoot me an email at royaldeluxepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for making this podcast a part of your day, and I hope you're having a good one, even if this is a little bit late. Sawi. In any case, I'm Lux, and go Royals! And go baseball as well!